podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts, and they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cot are champions of Europe once again. Good evening, good day, um, whatever time you listen to this. Uh, welcome to another episode of Carpe and Fracker, part of the Touchline Fracker Network. I am your host, Christian, and this week I am joined by uh, a group of lads who are probably going to end up playing the uh, game against Villa in the uh, quarterfinal of the League Cup. Uh, I'm joined by Ellis. <laughs> evening, evening. Oh yeah, whenever you listen to this, hello. <laughs> I'm joined by Harold. Yeah, what are you saying, guys? Uh, it's always a good pod when we have Harold on, as you can tell from uh, his appearance at the weekend on the main pod. Um, <laughs> and we're joined by Mark. Good evening, guys. Good evening. I didn't even say it correctly, but I was trying to mock every day, if you got it. But <laughs> Good evening. I'm happy, to, <laughs> I'm happy to be making my Cop and Frackers debut tonight. Full well, debut. Full okay. team, first team debut. Welcome. Yeah. Yep, sir. Just don't do any uh, any um, uh, Ginny's better than De Bruyne shows like Abdul from last week. Nah, none of that, none of that, none, none of that. that, yeah. none of that. <laughs> Respect game where games do. So let's um, let's start off with um, the game we've literally all just watched this evening, um, evening even. Uh, comfortable, comfortable two one um, two one victory over Genk. Uh, don't let the scoreline fool you. Liverpool were completely in control of that game, dominated the game throughout, uh, 72% possession, 28 shots on goal, um, but it does seem like we are conceding kind of silly goals off set pieces, um, although that being said, it was a bit of a bullet header. Um, so general thoughts and musings on the games, um, and, and just how you all thought we played, a bit of a different lineup as well. Uh, so Ellis, why don't you kick us off? Uh Yeah. It was a indifferent night. I think the first 15, 30 minutes of the first half, he was in control, was making chances at at will. We looked uh, we looked dominant. Ox started in a central role, in a Firmino role. He was dropping off, making things happen. Origi on the left, Salah was on the right. I was interested in Salah to see how he started. He started very, very, um, very tentative. He was just popping off, feeling his way into the game, which which I actually did like because he was just trying to get into the game. Um, but yeah, we was in control. Didn't really look like anything was getting was going to really do much. Then we got the goal, Genie with a nice flick in the box. Um, then we just continued. Then I think we just got a bit complacent towards the last five minutes of the half. 
uh, they had a chance where Trent, well, the, the corner that, sorry, the corner that led to the goal where Trent had to get the last ditch tackle in. Um, he was a bit bummed, but he was a bit overloaded on the far right-hand side. Um, I think there's this thing Genie does where he just sleeps. He sleeps and um, he doesn't he doesn't track his runners. So, uh, so uh, sorry, I got a bit distracted. The telly's well up. Um, so then they got the corner and it was some bullet headed from the Tanzania guy Samato. Bro. The size of his head, he needs to be scoring goals like that, bro. <laughs> He got a bullet head for it. <laughs> so um, I was a bit disappointed because we just got really complacent and we just started getting a bit lazy in our challenges and that. But then second half we came out again. We started away, started the same way in the, as in the first half. But then in the last thirty minutes again we got complacent. Then we just tried to feed our way into the game. But yeah, overall it was a dominant game, man. C- completely dominant. Um... Yeah, play, play really well. Um, I, I do like the point you raised about kind of Ox playing in that in that Firmino role. I actually feel he played really well in that role. Um, obviously dropping back, dictating the ball a bit more. He, I think this is the game where he's shown to me that he's probably near his most physical peak back from that injury. Um, so sharp on the ball, so alert. And like you said in this post-match interview, um, he, you know, you know, he's, you know he needs to get a little bit better in terms of when he needs to initiate the press, when he needs to be defending a bit more. And obviously that'll come with time when he's just playing more games. And you know, I think we're all quite hopeful and hoping that he'll play play this weekend against City. Uh, Harold, how about you? How do you think the game went? Who are your kind of standout performers for the evening? Okay, so yeah, it was a strange one because it looked like we were coasted until they got the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really strange. Game. I'm just looking at the time they scored. Yeah, so it was around. First 30 minutes, we're, we're just taking our time, biding our way through, just looking to create gaps naturally, working the ball around as we normally do. Um, suddenly they got this goal and it looks like the Gank fans were like, they were on four, man. They they made their, they made a trek down from, from Belgium and they looked like they were having a really good time. Um, they got behind their team. I think their team responded to that, to that kind of energy. I was kind of happy when the halftime whistle went. It's a, it's a really weird one because we had 72% possession and almost 30 shots, but yet yeah, it was always like a 2-1 win. It's it's quite it's quite strange. But as you said, it was it was it was dominating. Like against same against Villa, although the scoreline suggests otherwise, it was a very dominating performance. Um as far as standout players go, I was I really liked Salah's intensity. He just he looked like he really was just on it. He looked very sharp. Um he, annoyingly, the only thing is that he gets to this almost like a desperation to score. He did create the goal, which I, which was great play. I, I don't know if it was a give and go, but I'm going to say it was a it was a pass just for an assist. Um, but he looked sharp. He just he just needs that goal. Once he gets that first goal, mate, it's I think it will be we'll be reaping the rewards of that. Um, so yeah, then who else played fairly decent? Um, I like Wijnaldum. He played a little bit further forward than Cater today. I liked him. He looked like he was more. He looks he looked a bit more natural in that position. Actually, I was. I was impressed with him, especially in the first half. And who else would I say? Obviously, Ox. Ox was fantastic. Probably my man of the match, actually. He just looks like he's going to give us that bit extra. And as you said, Chris, I'm excited to see him on the weekend. I pray he starts and Klopp can see that. Um, but the only thing I wasn't too fond of was Milner at left back. I was saying to um, Ellis before the pod, before we start this pod, and uh, it was, he just, I guess it's obviously we're spoiled the fact that we get to see Robbo there. It just looks like he he just just doesn't look comfortable. We saw him move into the midfield when um when Cater came off for Robbo, and it just looked far more natural. It's like Milner was very wasteful in possession, and it was just very unlike our our fullbacks. And honestly, especially short pass short passes, which is what you expect a midfielder or centre mid to be able to do. That was my only like dig at it. Um, but overall, I mean, hey, those kind of games, I just, I just want the three points because I know when we get into the knockout knockout stages, we're, com- we're a complete different kettle of fish. So, yeah, man, that's that's my review. Yeah, it is, it is a really weird game. I think the point that you you made, Harold, and it's a really good one, that this is very similar to the Villa game of the weekend. Um, really, really similar circumstances. And we dominated kind of both games throughout both periods of play and the score lines really do flatter the opposition. Um, yeah, yeah just take two really similar scenarios. I, I do agree. I thought Milner 
I think Milner at left back is a bit of a foregone conclusion in terms of how that will operate now. You know, he hasn't played there consistently for what two seasons. Um, I think if you if you are going to play him in this team, play him in midfield, uh, or, or just don't play him at all. Like I get why he's playing left back, I and mean, it, it does appear to be a lot more natural when Robbo comes on. Um, yeah, I wasn't I kind of in terms of performance in the evening. I thought Ricky had a really weird game where. And he kind of played. He's played this way a few times this season, where he's either quite bright in the game for certain periods of time, then he lapses off and he's a bit shit. Um, don't know how you guys yeah, felt about that. Yeah, he just seems to be this like. Just it sounds awful, but he just seems to be this a much better substitute. I feel like he comes on for say like the last what forty, thirty, sometimes twenty, even less than that. He just looks sharp and on it, but for the whole game, he's a, he goes in and out kind of thing. Yeah, uh, he's he's very much a last 30, 25-minute player um, right now. I do want to talk about Joe Gomez a little bit uh, for, for this game. I actually thought he had a really good performance. Um, so do I. Yeah, I thought it was he was good. He played, really did. played really well. Um, Mark, I'll come to, you on, come to you on this. I mean, he won eight of his aerial... He won eight aerial duels around that game. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not the kind of smallest of squads as well. I mean, like, like Ellie said... Uh, the size of that guy's head who scored that bullet header. I mean, that's that's that. <laughs> winning eight aerial duels against someone like that is no small feat. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Joe Gomez is shaping up to be like a mini Van Dyke esque type player, and he's really, really solid, really composed on the ball. And I think that's just experience from playing with Van Dyke and from playing with world class players around him at the moment. Um, I really, really want to see him progress, so I'm hoping he starts to see a lot more game time. And we don't ever see that Dayan whatever guy anymore because I don't fucking like him. But um, I do see where he can do a job for us in the squad. I just want to see a lot more of Gomez based off tonight's performance. No, I, I completely echo that sentiment. Um, I, I think m- myself, I'm probably in that rare category of person who isn't completely fed up with Dejan Lovren just because... I, I take you for what he's worth with him being kind of fourth centre back in the pecking order, and you know when he does step up, yeah, sometimes he has those kind of small mental lapses in concentration. But I think throughout the games he's played recently, he's not been overly terrible. Um, I, I can't really blame a lot of stuff on him, bar that kind mm. of that mad goal at Genk, but that turned out to be kind of like inconsequential. As long as it's yeah. inconsequential and not you know massive in the bigger picture of things, then I can't really think you can slate him. But yeah. in terms of go, uh, going forward. Gomez does absolutely have to be the centre-back of his plane. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Um, I mean, the one thing that it really took me by... Well, not really took me by surprise, but really impressed me. He looked like he had his pace back. Um, so kind of like at this point last season... Yeah, when, he when, looked really sharp. Yeah, really sharp. Really sharp. Um, kind of looked kind of similar to how he was performing uh, kind of this, this stage last, last season. season. Yeah, before, yeah. obviously... Yeah. Was it against Burnley? He had that leg break? Um, yeah. Again, I think again that's no injury. I mean, he felt like he rushed himself back from that injury to get himself fit for kind of that bottom half of the season. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if we can have a fit and firing Gomez, it's 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 you know it's just another asset to have in the Arsenal, really. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, I like to go back to the Origi point. Um, I think him playing all left is a bit of a waste for him. Yeah, I I can't see the method behind it. I don't know why he plays there. Maybe he doesn't give you enough up front in his pressing or his intensity. Then we should just change the style if you're going to play him up front. But him on the left is a bit of a waste of his talent, a bit of and a bit of waste of everyone's time. Um, Gomez, I really enjoyed Gomez's performance. I thought he was very um, imperious today. I was saying I was watching the game with my dad, and I was saying that he should really. I would like him to start get start against City, but maybe that's a, a game a, a game too far for him. But yeah, he's, might be a he, bit too early. Yeah, too early. Yeah, but he looks to be getting back to full to his full potential. Maybe um, he had he hadn't got to that full potential yet, or coming off the injury, he probably was still feeling a few things. Hence why he wasn't playing. But today he played the whole ninety and he, and he looked really good. You know what? I did just want to go back on that Origi point, and I feel like. For someone who is a striker playing out on the left, I really liked his movement tonight. I liked a bit of his link-up play. I feel like when he came on the right, he was a bit more effective as well. Um, 
And another standout performer, which nobody's mentioned at the moment, is Trent for me. I feel like Trent was solid the whole game, defended well, even for the corner just before they got their goal. He did really well to put in a last-ditch challenge there. Yeah, I, I, I definitely echo that, actually. I definitely echo that. The only thing, just for the sake of completeness, not to um, <laughs> not to be this like pessimist, but like just to play devil's advocate on Gomez, um, the one thing I did notice about Gomez is that Similar to Van Dyke, they have like quite quite same um, similar mannerisms in how they defend and their body language. So yeah, quite lax kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Very much reliant on their yeah, which is which is cool. However, the only thing with Gomez, I feel like he can sometimes be a little overzealous, and we saw that with um, like I mean that in terms of his challenges and the kind of balls that he goes for, and and we saw that in his um, we saw that when uh, that guy um, Ndongala came on for mm. the game. Who had a bit of yeah. not a bit of speed? He was quick. You could tell, like he was really rapid. His paces, yeah. And I guess that kind of thing you that will will come for Gomez over over last experience because you, you know sometimes you see like Van Dyke drop and then he will just let the player run and run. Obviously, people would like call him some sort of like um, some sort of wimp or just like being afraid of the attacker. But of really, course. It really, it's just a bit logical and not letting the player get past you. And I feel like Gomez can develop that to his game. Honestly, I really do fail to see why he can't go on and be li- li- literally one of the best in his position in the world. Yeah, of course. I, I, I echo that point. And I also want to add to it. Like, if he does drop, he's so quick that no one's going to get past him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the recovery speed. The world is, is ridiculous. So, unless you're, I don't know. Like a Sane. Yeah, Sane or Usain Bolt. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna jet past him, and he's he's quick and he's strong. So he's, once he gets in front of you, it's gonna be very hard to, for you to get the ball. So I've, yeah, I believe like Harold said, as time goes on and as he gets older, you'll learn like not to to jump in all the time. Sometimes yeah, just, just a young-minded naive. Yeah, yeah, he just wants he's to gonna learn it. that over time. Exactly. exactly, he's just a bit too excited, a bit too anxious to impress. And it'll come with time. We'll just learn to just drop off, sit off, let people do what they need to do. And he can always nip in because he's a very, very good defender. Exactly. And I guess at the same time, that comes with just not being in the first team all the time. You feel like you need to impress. You know, you just need to be able to earn your space. So perhaps he's doing that a little bit more so he can get his starting berth back. Yeah. it's that kind of thing. You have to weigh it up. So that's, I'm not. I'm not critical of him in that sense. I just. It's just something that I've spotted in the times that he has played, um, and I think that's the reason why sometimes Klopp goes towards um, a van, goes towards a um, a Lovren or or a matchup over him in, at times. Yeah, I, I want to come back onto the uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, uh, kind of like a bit more of a general overview of him over the past, well, over this season really. Uh, but I just kind of want to point out uh, kind of Kent's stats for this game. Um, I thought he was fairly solid. I'd give him no more than a kind of a 7 out of 10. Um, but just a bit, bit of an overview of his performance today 88 touches, uh, 67 accurate passes. Not actually too sure what that means, but uh, so 94% of his passes were accurate. Uh, one key pass, one big chance created. 100% long ball accuracy, um, 75% dribble completion, uh, 6 out of 10 duels won. Uh, he lost possession 7 times, which is the least of all midfielders, won all of his tackles and got three recoveries. So for, for me, who felt like he was playing more of a midfield, it, it felt like he was playing a midfield 2 between him and Fabinho for most yeah, of the Yeah, it felt like he was next to Fabinho a bit deeper. Yeah, and I think... I, I think felt like that he was and Wijnaldum was him. It was quite strange that like he was yeah. playing that, that with withdrawn position. I do have to say that I think I think seven's a bit generous. Not going to lie. Yeah, I think seven is a bit generous. I would have said seven first half performance. First half performance, I feel like he was really incisive with his passing at times. There was a little ball for Salah where I think the defender got it just before Salah, but that would have set Salah away. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like in the second half he went really really quiet. He stopped looking for the ball, and I think that's because he hasn't got the match fitness to last that long. You can see him really laboured in his running at the moment. Uh, no, no, don't, don't give him that. No, no, I'm having I it. have to give him that. I have to. <laughs> I have to. Yeah, I'm not having it. No, so, you're no, saying, no. so you're saying he I dropped... I personally feel like he's... He, he dropped off in the second half because he's biscuit. 
Yeah, basically, about, basically, man. basically, no, he, he got dipped in tea and he got a bit soggy. Yeah, man, he's just a bit. Pause, pause, pause. Yeah, pause, pause, pause. pause. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not having that though. I do uh, now. There's, I just, I feel like sometimes he, he can be a little bit timid. Like, yeah, and I think uh, it, yeah, I, he is. I think he's a confidence player. And with confidence yeah. players, I feel like they need a consistent run of games where they're playing well. With Kato, he's been playing well-ish in bits. And then he gets dragged off or he gets injured or something happens. And I feel like with a consistent run of games where he's continually playing well, it will come. I just need to rely on his ability a bit more. Like, yeah. he has ability. We saw it in, in Leipzig. Like, he has ability. Rely on it a little bit more. Do things that other people in your position are not doing. And that way you you earn a starting berth. Like I just wanted to see mm. him. I, I don't mind if he makes mistakes and takes takes shots from particular angles and makes certain runs, gives the ball yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the actual it's, it's the doing of things that are different to people in his position that I really want to see. Like that's why when Ox yeah. is the ball when driving forward, like we don't mind. Just want to see you drive forward into the box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was really think, it was really well, weird. Sorry. Like um, obviously first half. I think he played in rhythm with the team. Obviously, the team was bombing yeah, a bit mm-hmm. forward. He drove the he drove the ball forward. I think there was a period there was a period of play in the first half where he kind of literally took the ball off Van Dyke, drove forty yards off the pitch, and kind of obviously helped create that um, that one goal. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, no, that's, that's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I give you that. And then it just felt like second half, kind of from fifty five minutes onwards, he started playing really safe. Um, just obviously recycling possession, finding the easiest man to him, and mm-hmm. not looking for that breaking run. But mm-hmm. I think that's more to do with obviously kind of Trent getting involved more in the game, um, and obviously both. It did. It did kind of feel. I might have to just have a look at the average position as well. That he was protecting um, the left hand side. He was. Yeah. So he looked like he was shielding Milner a lot more. Which he, actually, was, he was. Which yeah. I actually, yeah. Which I actually don't mind. I think if you're Klopp, kind of looking at it with Klopp with Klopp's glasses on. In terms of the position of his midfielders, he'll be quite impressed with that. He'll be quite. He'll take him away and say, "I think you played really well in terms of filling in for the positions, obviously where either Ginny or Hendo would have would normally fill in." Uh, so, yeah. so there, there there are positives, but I mean, in terms of his kind of, I, I can see why we say that seven out of ten from myself is a little bit harsh in terms of what we expect from him. But I think he probably felt a little bit more comfortable playing in a mid, midfield too. Especially when you're playing alongside like Fabino, who you know is this kind of big imperious, absolutely player. solid. Yeah, this big, you know, big shit house of a fucking player. Um, <laughs> and but yeah, it just it also just feel kind of like he gets knocked off the ball a little bit too easy too. Like he needs yeah. to, you know, it's mm-hmm. like he needs to hit the gym with Josh or something. Um, for, for, yeah, no, for me, I think he just fades a bit too much. Yeah, like, he does. The last twenty, he was a bit, he was fading, and his name wasn't getting mentioned a lot. He just looked like he was running up and down. Um, it will come. Like first half, like first 40, 30, 40 minutes, he was doing a few body feints. Yeah, so a couple step overs. Yeah, a couple, couple step overs. Yeah, you run to get into the box, so you can see what he has. Obviously, I'm still not convinced. That he deserves a starting berth. Of course, we want to see, but I don't think he he's doing enough for the ninety-five. Like Klopp and Klopp always says that you have to play for ninety-five minutes, and I can't mm-hmm. see it in him yet. It may come towards the second half of the season, but right now he's not really showing it. Yeah, man. Like you see, right at the end when um, what's been ninety ninety-second minute of today's game, where we saw um. We saw Wijnaldum like running as if it was the first minute of the game, running to win the ball back just so they wouldn't have a chance to go and go and score. And then he manages to slow down their attack, and then the whistle blows for full time. Mm-hmm. Kate was doing that at that time in the game. Like he just, for me, I just don't feel like he has he has earned that yet. One thing that worried me um, that I saw late in the game, which is why I docked him points, really, is why I'm like, okay, Max, I'll give him is a six out of ten. It's because his confidence is it is it's so prevalent to see like it's so obvious um and you can see in like the shots he takes like the shot he took at the end he must have just toe poked it it's like what are you doing you're playing like you're a schoolboy like come on but you use the inside of your foot my bro you're wearing expensive boots what's going on here yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, was that the one where Salah flicked it to him and yeah. he tried to like yeah Genie confuses me a little. Just to go back to Ellis's earlier point about Genie getting lost, I feel like his instinct means when he plays further forward, he doesn't track his runners. But if you're that type of player, I expect you to be 
a fucking clinical guy in the box. I expect you to be able to get in the box, finish any chance that comes to you, basically, or at least get on target. But that little toe-poked effort was really not it at all. Uh, yeah, Genie, Genie gets on my nerves, man. Bueno, I mean, it, it was good play, though, before that. It was very, very good play before that. But just end product wasn't there at all. Yeah. But overall, overall, I think if we've, if we've, Liverpool, Liverpool done okay. We've done enough to win. Genk posed a threat, mm-hmm. but it wasn't incisive enough to like to really trouble us. Obviously, they started launching, launching the ball again. Allison is so good, man. He's oh, I amazing. Love I love yeah. him. Some of his like ball protection, it's or just... let me say goal protection, was amazing. Yeah, just so... when they crossed it in and he palmed it away, yeah, everybody think, completely think like that. Like we've been blessed with Allison oh, after man. years of shit keepers. Even even it may sound like simple to the other fans and that, but if you knew what we had, exactly, Lord if you Jesus. knew what we've been through, the way I would shake when Minule was in goal and the ball would just touch <laughs> the inside of the box. Oh, you know, just just before we um, go off the game, I don't know where um, Chris is at, but like in terms of um, Winyardum, I'm gonna. I'm going to backtrack on the co- some co- comments I made on him like pre- early in the season about obviously we call him Casper the Friendly Ghosts and that and mm-hmm. I did call him I did call him that on Sunday because he does have the tendency to disappear in a game. We saw that at, at Spurs we had like seventy something percent possession and he had about twenty six touches. Like, I don't know yeah. um, in the first half. I thought that was that's madness. Yeah. Um, however, I do I did see glimpses in his game today of when he does play further forward, he just offers that bit more. And I he do does. like that about him. And mm-hmm. so he I does. think we might need to caveat a little bit of his performances with his instructions from Klopp. So yeah, I think we need to change his name as well. Casper the ghost hurts me a lot. Yeah, because I like him. It's, it's, I call him Genie the Genie. <laughs> nah, he's, because he's not pulling no tricks up. though, man. Nah, nah. He nah, can nah, pop nah. up and solve all your dreams, but boy. He's he is far from the Bruyne. But he is not. I think we're doing him a disservice in sometimes the um, the, the way we can criticise him when he's literally just. I think he's just performing instructions because we have seen it in his game when he wears when he's in orange. So I mean, it is there. Those like facets of his game are there. So I don't know. I'm, perhaps I'm being a bit of a genie apologist here, but I think today seeing him like this, I would love to see a midfield of um, Fab, Ox, and Genie, and seeing how that. How that goes forward, and then slowly getting Cater to get more minutes into the yeah. Team. I would love to see that on Sunday, to be honest, but we'll see. Well, that's gonna that was gonna be my next question in terms of uh, in terms of this weekend. Kind of, what do you think going off what we've seen in these last few Champions League games? Um, can you even factor the League Cup in there as well in terms of obviously certain players' performances? What do you think the actual midfield will be, and what do you think the midfield should be? for this weekend's massively important game? Me personally, I think the midfield is going to be Fabinho, Henderson to step back in after being off of an illness, and Genie. We all know that's Klopp's go-to midfield, and as much as we don't like it, because it's not as progressive as we want to see, we know Klopp likes to go to his comfort zone, which is those those three, and he knows they'll get he'll get a solid 90 minutes out of those three. They'll be able to do the job that he asked them to do and let the front three take care of the rest. I personally would like to see Ox step in for Henderson, but I doubt it's ever going to happen. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel... I'll make you right, Mark. I think it will be the aforementioned midfield of the trusted three of Fabinho, Henderson and uh, Genie. I would like to see Ox coming for Henderson just to give us that thrust that we need and that ability to do something a bit different where it may it may be dribble through the midfield or take a shot from 25 yards yeah. or it's you know a bit of ingenuity like um like today he had a he had a chance where he put through Keita that's Ox I'm talking about where he's mm-hmm. looked it looked like he's going to shoot then he just flicked it right yeah keeper saved it yeah yeah things that foot shot that's the one and I think things like that that's what we need against like teams like Man City just to break them down a little bit like you saw a couple of seasons ago before he got injured where he was just 
powerful. He was dominant, running through their midfield. They didn't know how to stop him. That's in a league game and in a Champions League game. Um, I don't know. Maybe this game is a bit too early for him. Yeah, I feel because, like if it came in a month's time, then yeah, he would be then, absolutely fit for it. Exactly that. But right now, the intensity of the game would be too kill much. Him. Yeah, it would be too much. It would be too much. Maybe give him twenty minutes. It depends how the game's going. And big up him because every time he comes on, um, in the last few games, he looks like he wants to do something. Mm. And um, I think when he came on on Saturday, we was losing, right? I think it was losing. Yeah. Him and Kato came on. Yeah. Yeah. Of, course, yeah. of course we're losing. We lose up to 87th minute. Oh, yeah, 87th cool. minute. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, yeah, so when he come on, he, we looked a bit like we was going to do something from the midfield. Um, oh, maybe if Genie plays like the way he played today, maybe he might have a chance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it will be Hendo, Genie and Fabinho. So before I... we get off the match today, I just want to bring up Trent's pass. Because well, you mean boy. you mean you mean the pass that uh, everyone on Twitter thinks that they can make? Yeah, you know, a pass that Sunday leaguers think they can make. Yeah, yeah. half decent footballers. But can he make. made another pass today, and if I'm correct, it was left foot into the path of Oxley Chamberlain. Absolutely oh, tremendous pass. Tremendous. Some of some of the beautiful. stuff, some of the stuff that this guy is doing at his age is absolutely absurd. Some of the balls that he plays. Some of the ingenuity in his game, just the way he operates, the way he carries himself, it's, it's Boy, remarkable. He's playing at a level. Oh, yeah, man, he's playing at a mad level. And our thing is that people saying that Liverpool fans cry too much. It's not that we cry too much, yeah. It's just that the downplaying, the constant downplaying of exactly incredible players. Like, yeah, okay, okay, it was a crossfield pass. Not anybody can do it. Top class footballers can do it. Fine, but if you watch Trent, he does it every game. Yeah, he does it for fun as well. Makes yeah. it look easy. Left foot, right foot, under pressure, not under pressure. So, so Whenever he wants to do it, he picks out Robertson. Or he yeah. picks out someone on the left. Man, man who play with AWB and man who play with Cardi Bellerin. Don't chat to us. <laughs> Cardi I even heard some. I even heard talk about Reese James being able to do it, and I haven't even seen him touch wow. the pitch. Oh, so don't chat to us. It's already started, apparently. Uh, check Cardi the old, uh, check the old group chat. Uh, Reese James is what <laughs> Liverpool fans think Trent is. Listen, if I start slapping people, man, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me cop a little plea. I feel like Reese James is Trent Alexander's biggest threat for the England starting berth because. James looks good in spells, but I haven't seen him in the Prem enough yet to judge him. Listen, Mark, Just don't worry. Just based off potential. Don't worry about that. Let him play constantly, yeah? Let him get to two Champions League finals. Let him get to World Cup semi-finals. Yeah, he still ain't got that middle. He still ain't got that middle. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let him come first, then we can have that discussion. Don't tell me yeah, what so he's going to be. He's got the pedigree yet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't tell me what he's going to be. I don't, I don't care what he's going to be. I mean, this is Trent's a big boy for him right now. Makes me laugh, man. When um, kind of like the only re- one of the only rebuttals in terms of Trent is that well, he goes, he doesn't even start a right back for England. And it's like, well, I don't care. It's England. I, don't <laughs> yeah, I really don't yeah. care, like, bro. I could not give a flying fuck if he's playing for England or not. Yeah, same. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. And any and anything in any way, I think for the England setup, probably works better as a midfielder. Yeah, mm. but I mean. But that's, I guess, that's what often people do to Liverpool. It's as, as I've said before, it's it's on, it's on trend, isn't it? It's like it's very much fashion now to to like make fun of Liverpool or try and like be against us in any way, shape, or form. But I, I love it. Like I, I find I just laugh it off because boy, because I know he's level, and that's what, that's what that matters. I think, that's I what think, that matters, bro. Exactly. Like, How can a defender get twelve assists? Was it twelve? Maybe thirteen Premier League assists last season. I think they both got twelve, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Stupid. That is absolutely stupid. What type of playmaker do you have at right back to be getting twelve assists? Yeah, madness, bro. Um, but before the fans pam, I think it was his right foot that he passed. It was like a reverse right foot crossfield ball to Ox, not his left mark. But okay, my bad, my bad. People come at you. Um, going back to the midfield for Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, against City. I reckon we will. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against the norm. I'm actually gonna say he's gonna start the preferred midfield that I have in mind. Yeah, so he did take off Ox a little bit. Early. He took him off at he seven. Did take yeah, off. But he also took off Genie. So he also took off Kato at the same time. Yeah, forget that one. Forget that one. 
I feel like the reason why the reason, <laughs> the reason why he I'm torn with two things with um the reason why he took off Ox um and that's because either he's trying to save him for for Sunday or because he was a, he's still a little bit worried about um the the little injury that little that little like the the the, the chance of him getting re injured basically I feel like that was playing mm-hmm. on him as well but I know I'm I'm gonna say he's gonna start with that that midfield three that I mentioned just now um Fab. Oh. Genie Ox. Genie, man. Let's let's see mm-hmm. how it goes. And I reckon he would if he win the I reckon, ah, this it'll be so good if he goes against what Pep thinks is gonna happen. If we go for a smash and grab, we can we can try and secure a, like one or two goals that like we know we can, we can score goals in quick succession. And then, then we can bring on then we can bring on Henderson for more um, solidity and a bit Stability. more stability. Yeah, I just I feel like I want Klopp to, to shock Pep. I don't want people to feel like they're so prepared. For our midfield, you know what I mean. Oh, anything that makes him make that ball bastard's head more hot, I'm all the way here for, man. <laughs> I'm all the way here for, and I I actually agree with that midfield, uh, uh, Harold. I I, I I play that midfield personally because I think if you bring on Hendo for the last kind of twenty twenty five minutes, yeah, just his energy and his leadership, exactly, and to in be the last, able to see out the game. In the this is the thing in the last two performances. He's kind of really come alive in the last twenty-five minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what's been causing that, and I think it's the same with I think it's the same with Sadio Mane as well, um, especially at the weekend. Last twenty-five minutes of games, they've both been switching on like the fucking Winter Soldier. Um, it, it's mad, isn't it? It's mad how it, yeah. it, it must it must just be down to the, their mental strength. Honestly, that's all I can put it down to because it goes beyond your physical attributes. It goes down to like your shared determination, like it's. It just, Big cojones, man. Big cojones. <laughs> Even after Sadio scored, yeah, he just he was just there like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to see still. See, That's um, exactly what I like to see. You can see like Van Dijk in the crowd. He's like, yeah, you even put his arm, you put his hand against his ear. I love it. I love bro, it. bro, Villa <laughs> fan... Have you seen the, Villa... the video going around? So, go on, Chris. I'd say Villa fans are saying that uh, he was just a shit time roll things. Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> you have to love football fans, man. You have I've to. Got, you got to love football fans. I let a few people at work have it yesterday for that comment. To be fair, I'm not even going to lie. Lovely. <laughs> oh, obviously you're Birmingham, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, oh, my. Be on the wall oh. with, these, uh, with these savages. Hey, you know what I mean? Chris is a Midlands guy. <laughs> of course, of course. But sorry, Ellis, I did cut you off there, though. Uh, yeah, I was just saying. Um, there's a video going around with uh, Van Dyke saying that this is just what we do, and it is, but it's just what we do. Like we give you, oh, yeah, we give you a little bit of hope. Tunnel. Yeah, we give you a little bit of hope. Like give you a little bit of hope. How how disheartening is that going to be for like other teams, especially like City and stuff, where we're, <laughs> where we're literally just coming <laughs> off the pitch and then we're going, "This is how we do it." You know what I mean? It's <laughs> coming off the pitch. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> I All that charisma. So much. But, Only Chris can can sing on a on a pod, man. The only guy I know, man. Come <laughs> like I'm, Joe Budden on here, bro. I love it. It's nearly eleven o'clock. I've been up since half four. All my energy is going to this pod right now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, let's um, let's let's shift attention to the weekend to this ah big 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 game huge big game. game. I'm going to put my neck out on the line and say it's probably one of the biggest Premier League games of the past three years, um, just in terms of importance. Um, This 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 guy Pep man, he's such a slut. He won't keep our name out of his mouth. First thing in his press conference after the game of the weekend, he's talking about Mane diving. How have you even seen that? Your game is this literally just finished. Focus on yourself. I have no idea how he's seen that. No, Arteta's there with the iPad watching us. 100%. Arteta's stitching. 100%. He's like, yo, he's like, it's like, sir, sir, they dived again. And it's like, he's dirty snitch. <laughs> <laughs> but we need a lot of people are kind of doing the whole Twitter polls and stuff, saying, is a draw at the weekend a good result? And I am here to say, absolutely fucking not. We need to win. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the mindset of yeah I was in the mindset of 
a draw wouldn't be bad, I'll be pissed off at a draw. Same way I'm still fucking pissed off at the man you draw. Yeah. We still didn't lose points, but I'm very, very upset at that result. If we don't lose against City, it's still a six-point gap. So I can't really be too mad, but I would prefer the win. Especially knowing that we have to go to the Etihad and they will probably beat us at the Etihad. Come on, bro. No, they won't, man. No one's beating us this season. <laughs> Unbeaten that, season, yeah. That, Unbearables. Um, that, 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 Etihad, that Etihad game's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because it's like late in April. Mm-hmm. So, as opposed to... I learned from last season not to put it in like the new year for, for such a big clash. So yeah. Try to move it further along in the... um. In the calendar, but yeah, you're going for you. You're talking about um the result itself. I, that was mad because normally I'm the one that's like always gunning for it. But I don't think maybe I'm being a bit safe. But I don't think a draw is the worst result in the world. I, I really don't. Um, yeah, currently, right now, I don't think so. I don't feel like it's the worst result in the world. The draw against Man U was ridiculous because we actually were this much better. Uh, but City, there is a lot of quality like littered throughout their team. And obviously, it's very situational. You need to see how the game goes. We need to see exactly what happens, kind of thing. But obviously, I want a, I want a W. And clearly, I want W because I'm saying that, and I want us to gun for it because I'm saying that we should play a midfield that we haven't started with yet this season in the mm-hmm. Premier um, So, yeah, let's play the, play the strongest team we can. Like, just pepper them. The fans are going to be on it. It's going to be late in the yeah. It's pretty much dark already. The fans are going to be drinking all day under the lights at Anfield. It's going to be a mad game. It, it will feel like a European night on the weekend. It will be a huge, huge game. And I feel like the players will be amped up and ready. That's why They I'm should saying. be. They, they should, should be, and rightfully so. Yeah. One thing that has really, really been on my mind since last season is Gary Neville said something like, we don't deserve to win the league because we didn't take enough points of City. We took one point of City out of six. If we're able to take three of them this Sunday, then we're on our way. We're actually on our way. Well, this is the thing. This is why I I, I want to win. Um, I mean, I always want to win every game. That's a bit of a stupid statement. But um, kind of like if you do the whole thing about comparing our results this season so far to our results of the reverse fixtures from last season. Yeah. We're actually, is it plus four points better off? Yeah. Um, yeah plus four against Leicester and who's the, who's the other one? Chelsea. Chelsea. What was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, this, and when you talk about the smallest of margins in terms of what it will take to, to win this league this season, um, again, another plus, plus two points to factor into that. Will, will help us massively. Um, and again, you, you take points away from City, you know, you turn what is a six-point gap into a nine-point gap. Mm-hmm. Which is always a good thing. Exactly. Especially, you know, with this hectic period coming up and, you know, their, 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 their December is something fierce, man. Um, I think they've, they've only played up to this point the one top 14 in is it Spurs. Um, Tottenham, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was a mad game in itself in terms of obviously what happened with VAR. Spurs were absolutely abject that day and still managed to pull off a two-two draw. Um, but I mean they've got they've got they've got Chelsea. They've got to play, you know, Leicester teams like this, um, and they're all capable, of, uh, you know, of taking points off City if they don't play like absolute fucking cooks. Um, and to be honest, you haven't been the sharpest this season either. They've been giving away some chances, but. Mm-hmm. We know they're clinical enough going forward to just blow teams away. And they've, and they've also got an impending fucking Bernardo Silva ban, which for some reason has not been picked up by anyone. So... Uh, <laughs> I tried to keep that little hush-hush and this pissing yeah, me off yeah. a bit, but... I have, I have, I've noticed what's going on with the FA for that, and that is flagrant from them. But you know what? Just on your point, actually, um, Mark, that you made, and then you followed up by, by Chris, you are actually completely right about taking points off your rivals. Because remember in the... Yeah. Old, it's just the, the, the game is so different now because literally ten years ago now, um, in oh eight oh nine season. Remember where we we took six points from you from United and they yeah. came first and we came second. We beat them out of traffic. We beat them at Anfield. We couldn't have done and more. And drew most of our other games. Exactly, but... but but the times have changed so much now. Is that Liverpool and City don't really lose to anyone but each other. Each other. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. it's, it's so different now and. In fact, you don't even you don't even lose like we don't really we don't really lose like it's mad. We have, I said on the pod on Sunday, we have one loss in fifty Premier League games. 
It's insane. Mm-hmm. So the only way we're going to lose is against City. And this, so, this is why it pisses me off when, um, and it really is a case of Jose, yeah, jealous one still envy. Um, that uh, kind of everyone, everyone says that oh Liverpool, Liverpool are lucky. You can't be lucky by losing one game at your last fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Our, 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 our record in that time is forty-one wins, eight with eight draws, and then one loss. Bro, that's ridiculous. Like, and don't get me wrong, there are there are a bit of um there are elements of luck, absolutely, as there are in a lot of football games, especially when you want to, especially when you have such a high percentage of of wins. However, you cannot loot your way to that many wins it just it's just not possible there is an air of expectedness of quality of skill of endeavor of like a lack of doubt and and of confidence in their own ability that they, they will score but the thing is what really riles people and what makes them say it's lucky is because it's so late and i love it there's nothing like a last minute winner that that gives you crazy elation but also riles up your fans and i wish we could win that way every week let me not even lie it'll make everyone so mad fergie did it let's do it Let's go, man. Unbelievable rally car from Harold there. Yeah, even, it, even more pumped up for the weekend now. What a guy. Uh, anyone else got any other talking points you want to talk about in terms of the game at the weekend? And uh, obviously the fixtures just passed. Um, I did also want to say prayers for Andre Gomez. Um, I know we're Liverpool, but that was a really, really bad injury. I hope he gets better soon. Yeah, that was man. crazy to see. That was not nice to see on a football, for sure, man, for sure. No, I completely... any leg break is a serious injury. So, completely echo that sentiment. Um, yeah, obviously, I remember. Obviously, got a few NBA fans in here as well. I mean, I remember yeah, when... seeing Gordon Hayward's, yeah. which was absolutely nasty. Yeah, it's made... but... stuff like that just makes me it makes me ill. Um, yeah. he had his he had his surgery today, which went quite well. So you know, speedy recoveries yeah. of him. And hopefully, you can kind of uh, get back. back get back to playing well. Yeah, man. Um, sure. Well, yeah, um, obviously, we've talked, I think we talked about all we need to talk about. So, should we move on to the old uh, listeners' questions? Yes, please. Okay, let me uh, find the tweet. Just before we do that, do you want to do predictions for this weekend? Let's go for it, boys. Uh, yeah, um, I'll go. I'll go for 2 1 Liverpool. I'm going exactly the same 2 1 Liverpool. I'm going to go 3 1 Liverpool. Oh, bold shout. What, what are you saying, Chris? Um, I'm going to go... I don't know why this has been kicking around my, my, my head all day. I'm going to go 1-0 Liverpool and I'm going to go Mane. Ooh, I would love one Tight game. I'm going to go... I would love, I would, I would love last minute one nil. That's what I'm thinking, you know. I'm going to go... I don't think my heart can handle it. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking so I might, much on Sunday. I might just come busk. It will be crazy. Oh! <laughs> I love it. All I keep all I keep thinking about is that Everton game when Mane scored in like the last uh, last kind of like two minutes of the oh, game. Ah, that was beautiful. Oh, Went mate. off the post and he tapped it in. Oh my days! Elation, bro! It is mad. That feeling, yeah. I wish I wish I could bottle up, bottle it, and just drink it for lunch every day. Do you know, do you know what I want, mate? I, I want a last minute selling it. A last minute Mane goal, run in front of Pep Guardiola and dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love it. Suarez S, man. Suarez S, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me for sure. Suarez, man. What a snidey, absolute snidey bastard. But when he did that in front of Moyes, I don't think I've laughed harder in my entire life. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I was gone. You know what's funny is that I didn't even know he could understand English at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did my man clock for David Moyes selling the price during the week? It was hilarious, man. And Moyes got so vexed. He was livid. His face was as red as his hair, bro. He was livid. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good time, man. Right, let's... Um... Few listener questions. We haven't actually got that many for this week, which is a, a strange one for us. But um, let's answer the few ones that we've got. Um, everyone's asleep, bro. This is very true. We'll make our own. <laughs> li- we'll make our own listeners' questions. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> tell, them, tell them, bro, man. Tell them. <laughs> um, this one comes from Certified Ty. Um, 
kind of tying into what we kind of talked about earlier on. Uh, watch that lineup for City B. Fine tie, tie. I like that. I see what you did there. Nice. <laughs> I was actually unintentional, but I'm actually quite happy with how that turned out. <laughs> um, watch that lineup for City B, and is it time to start integrating Ox into the first team regularly? Yes, it is. But this current game, I would give him max thirty. I'll give him a quick 30-minute cameo and see what he can do, mm-hmm. depending on how the game's going. Um, lineup-wise, I would say Ali in goal, Trent at right-back, VD. I'm tempted to say Gomez. I'm really, really tempted to say Gomez, but I think Lovren's, so I think Klopp's going to go to Lovren. Um, Robert, left-back. Idealistically, Fab, Genie, Ox, but knowing Klopp, Fab, Genie, Hendo, then front three answers for themselves. And hopefully that squad can get the job done. But we'll see. We'll see. What about you? Yeah, yeah um, mine's pretty much the same. I mean, I don't like to you. I reckon he will start Lovren over Gomez. I would like to see Gomez, but it's a shame. But I really would like to see Gomez. But I guess I just know what Klopp is on. Same with Ox. I really would like to see Ox, but I know what Klopp is on. Probably is going to be Hendo, and obviously front three picks themselves. Fullbacks, goalkeeper, pick themselves. That's it, man. Yeah, I guess the only real options we really really have up for grabs are centre mid and centre back. Centre back and midfield. Well, yeah, probably yeah. the same as before. But yeah, one hundred percent, it's time for Ox to be integrated a bit more into into the starting lineups. I definitely want to see it. I think I think Klopp needs to have a bit more trust in him. If you ask me. Al, any thoughts from you? Uh, yeah, same really. I think um, Ali, same full-backs. I think he'll go Lovren. Um, I think he'll go yeah. five midfield with the three, with Genie and uh, Hendo and Fab. Mm-hmm. Same same forward line, really. Um, I think, obviously, Ox will probably get 20 minutes, depending on how we do. Can't we, I can't really see, not in this kind of game, I can't see it. I can't see him springing a surprise on us. It's a myth. I kind of, I'm, I'm not kind of up to date on obviously his injury situations, but have they still got that issue at centre. Rodri injury. Yeah, see, I'm, I've been thinking this whole time. What, where is Rodri going to play? I know Fernandinho's probably going to play centre back with Stones, maybe or Otamendi. I personally would like to see Ox occupying Rodri. If Ox is on. And he can just buzz around Rodri. That would open up so much space for Firmino. I think the last game he played, he played Gundogan at the six. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not too fussed about Gundogan at the six, to be honest. Well, he but said he said he's that, a very very good player. He said yeah, that I think he said that he said that David Silva is probably going to be injured for the weekend, which 100% yeah, means see, which 100% means he's definitely going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just be it'd, it'd just be interesting. To be fair. The, I don't know. It's, it's it's always Aguero in terms of obviously just how we occupy him and keep, yeah. keep him. But that's my main reason I don't want to start Lovren. Do you remember last season's game where Aguero? I think just uh, about went past Lovren and slapped I'm it. Having, I'll go, I'm, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Uh, that's that's harsh, man. It's not harsh, man. He was sleeping, bro. Yeah, he was sleeping, man. Just be a bit more aware. Be on your be toes, and you could have blocked but, it. Yeah. But having said that, Aguero hasn't never scored at Anfield, so don't worry. Mm. And Aguero oh. is a world class striker, so being beaten by Aguero is not. Yeah, it's like, not. Like, it's not yeah. the end of the world. Like, but, like, Aguero, Aguero is amazing. But, Aguero's record at Anfield is is a myth. Mm-hmm. So next listener question was. Um, Ah, it was it was on my phone. Was on my phone, and now it's gone, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, this one comes from uh, Partlow underscore Plan A. Um, don't know what his Plan B is, but hopefully, it's, <laughs> hopefully it's as good as Plan A. Who is popping four hours? he's got the buzz. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I have to read it, of course. I have to read it. Gotta gotta come correct when I'm on hosting duty, right? Um who is the best finisher at who is the best finisher at LFC? There is no one in our starting starting lineup that I one hundred percent trust in a one on one situation. Yeah. It's a bit harsh, uh, but I I get it. Does this need to be addressed? 
or just as long as we're getting the oh, goals, oh. somehow are we okay? One on ones can sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I think it goes Salah. to Salah. I've been shifting away from this. Well, I've been shifting to this whole bringing in the number nine idea. And as soon as I jumped in the Copper and Frackers group, I remember saying we don't need number nine at all. But he does everything for us. But I'm slowly, slowly starting to see we might need a number nine. I remember against Napoli, Bobby missed the header to make it 1-0. A top striker probably scores that. Let's say even a seasoned striker like a Higuain has been there and done that. No, I'm yeah, not, he didn't I'm do not it having, at Chelsea. I'm not but... having no fat men in my squad. <laughs> Oh, All right, let's see hey, who hey, I personally want to be in our front line. I want Timo Werner. I idealistically think Timo Werner scores some of the chances Bobby missed. And especially at 0-0, that changes a lot of our games and changes a lot of the way that we play after a goal. Um, Who I think the best hey, finisher is? Sorry, go on, Harold. No, 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 I was just, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. I, I, I thought you wanted to answer the, the original question, but yeah, you got back to it. Yeah, so who I think the best finisher is currently? I, I have to go Salah. I have to go Salah. Even though he's off form at the moment, Salah at his <laughs> best probably scores ninety percent of his chances. At his best, yeah. at the moment, he's not at his best. He's probably the most far off from his best that I've seen him in a Liverpool shirt. But it will come in time. This is the thing. This is the thing I've noticed with Salah quite recently is that um, he's either been swarmed by two or three defenders when he's kind of on the verge of getting one on one. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was. It was really obvious today as well. Um, yeah, there was a little bit where he jinxed past someone and then nutmeg someone else, but there were so many defenders in front of him he couldn't really get to the ball. Yeah, which is um, th- this. That's kind of why I'm a big proponent of. Uh, Kind of try and Salah up front. Uh, we've seen it in a few fair few games. Obviously, last season when he just goes off and just, his, his mm-hmm. delivery is perfect. Um, uh, the Timo Werner one is is quite interesting because I do think he is. If you would if you would have told me that about two seasons ago, I'd have been all over that. Um, yeah, but I just think it's a it's a weird one. We've, I think we've obviously we've talked about this. I think it's just a weird one in terms of obviously strikers. Not only in this country, but across Europe, really, in terms of... Uh... Yeah, there's just a lack of quality. Yeah. Um, and and I've been discussing this with one of my friends as well. There's been a lack of quality in strikers for a long time, so defenders look a lot better. And it's just one of those cyclical things where I remember Jogo Benito days, we had so many great attacking talents. And currently, right now, I can't really name that many that are technically gifted and perform on a world stage but it's just one of those things that will happen over time eventually get world class strikers again and world class attackers again and defenders will drop off and mm. I feel like it's the age of I feel like it's the new age and just having world class wingers instead or, or world class wide forwards I want to mm-hmm. yeah I don't, feel, I don't feel like the number nines as much the wide yeah. forwards can just offer so they whip and they can give you goals like, what else can you ask for? Well, this is the thing. I think uh, the age of kind of having, uh, uh, obviously playing four four two, unless you're Burnley, has kind of really died off. Um, mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of having those interchangeable free playmakers up front seems to be where the game has gone. Um, yeah, they've got all create and got all score. Yeah, um, and that's where you kind of divide up. If you'd rather have three players who can get you 20-plus goals a season as opposed to one player solely who... Just getting 30. Yeah, can get you 30 mm-hmm. and might be injured for 10 games that season, looking at you, Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> Unless! <laughs> <laughs> I love them slick shots. I love it. Oh, oh, that, man, my man caught a shade from doing nothing, you know. <laughs> that's the problem. Man does nothing. That man ruined his entire team because he went to play in the Champions League final. <laughs> I'm actually so certain that's what it is. I was telling people before the match, if they started Son, they probably would have beat us. But he did this stuff. Mora. Mora. Started Mora, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Started Mora instead of Kane, they probably would have beat us. But it's one of them things. We're six-time champions now, so, you know... <laughs> 
wheel it, wheel it up, much like Fabinho wheeled up the fiend tune for this goddamn podcast earlier on. That's our guy. Uh, yes, Fabinho. Yes, yes, Fabinho. Let's give let's give Chris the flowers properly, yeah. While he can still smell them, thank God, yeah. Me too much, man. Um, but I think that's it. Before a... we leave this question, um, I just wanted to ask. So, say we do buy a number nine, or we do buy a forward player. Who are you guys' picks? Like, who would you want? L, I'll let I'll let you take the floor on this one first. Um, I don't really have. I don't have a. Uh... Definite answer in that. The only guy, the guy I did want was Mario Cardi, because mm-hmm. he, was, he was just such a killer. Yeah. Um, and he's all like, he's a yeah, he's just a nuisance. He's a killer man in front of goal. Um, I, yeah, I don't really have anyone out there that I'm looking at and saying that I want. If I do want a forward, I want someone who can play across the whole three positions. Mm-hmm. So you can you can play centrally, you can play on the left, you can play on the right. Mainly someone that can play on right and centre because that left hand side is more of a attacking midfielder come winger position mm-hmm. because because money does drop a lot. Whereas on the other side, Salah seldom drops. Firmino gets into the box, but his finishing is not. At an elite level, yeah, but. it's not the greatest, but he, he does a lot of work outside. So I do want someone who can play on the right and up front. I don't, I don't really have a name. Obviously, Timo Werner's name has been banded about. He started the season well. Um, 30 million euros if I need to add it. Clock <coughs> uh, uh? pay that, please. <clears throat> yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cheap. Um, yeah, I, I can't see... There's a guy at Inter that's doing well. Was it Lorenzo? Um, L- L- Martinez. Lottori. Yeah. 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 Lottori, that's it. Sorry, yeah. He looks crazy like... on FIFA, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like he's been lighting up the place. Um, yeah, I haven't got a name for you to be on, unfortunately. It is gen- it is genuinely difficult. Um, it is, it is. I mm. mean, it's. I, I feel like I'm in the same uh, bar kind of um, the the easy wins, which would be kind of like the Jaden Sancho's of the world, um, and obviously Mbappe 2020. Exactly, my guy. Mbappe 2020. I heard heard a rumor that the, the, those Nike boys are coming with the bills for. Uh, yeah, boy. Mbappe 2020. Um, but no, it's 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 easy to name the profile of the player that we need. It, yeah. Well, not necessarily that we mm-hmm. need, but that we kind of require to be that backup for that position and obviously consistently fill in for the guys when they're, when they're not playing. Um, I think one of the underrated parts of Salah's game is his ability to track back and kind of fill in for some of that defensive work too. Um, yeah. You want someone who can play from that half halfway line all the way up into you know the six-yard box. So it's exactly a lot, that. yeah. It's a lot of area to cover, um, and someone who's who is not going to shy away from that defensive responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting because you don't want to end up like you don't want to end up in a position where you're buying seventy-five million uh, Ivory Coast internationals who can't score from open play. <laughs> not open play. <laughs> Boy, they, they, they. Obviously, also... we're not. Obviously, we're not saying no names, but like, obviously, certain men just need to look at the players that can't score from open play. Mad, mad, <laughs> mad, 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 mad. Gary Alves, man. The only reason I do bring that up is because this whole week I've been thinking. Personally, City have a younger frontline than us. Got more longevity in them, and where do you really go from City? Like I you're do. earning the most money in. England, yeah. you're not really going to leave for Barcelona or Real Madrid if they come calling. Chelsea are playing extremely well. I know Meads is going to be orgasming while he listens to me talking about this, but um, Chelsea are playing really well with a young front line and they have enough time to grow. This is their birthing stage and 
they've probably got seven more years in them together. I'm talking about Abraham, Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Mount, that English core group minus Pulisic, obviously being American. And with our front line being the age they are, I'm just a little worried, I guess, in terms of where do we go going forward? Even if we do win the league this season, I do want to see a marquee name come in. I want to see a Sancho. I want to see maybe a Sancho, Havertz and Werner, personally. But that, yeah, that is, that's, uh, that's a really good point, Mark. I think, um, you know, when, when we brought, um, obviously, Firmino, Mane and Salah, they were in that um, kind of 23 to 24 age mm-hmm. bracket. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. Uh, of players who were kind of ready to add next step up to their to their next level, um, to find their next gear. Um, and we are kind of lacking in players in that age bracket especially for midfield and attack that are in that uh, kind of like age 19 to 21 uh, age bracket where they can kind of do a bit more learning development on, on, on the job. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously with, with our, with our manager and the setup we've got at the club, uh, the perfect place for them to do it is definitely at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I do feel like Jones, Elliot and Brewster will eventually step up. But in the meantime, I do want someone world-class at a younger age. But that's just me being really nitpicky about Liverpool moving forward. I think so. I think that's why everyone thinks that um, either a Kai Havertz or a Jaden Sancho really does fit the bill. Mm-hmm. In terms, of obviously, you know, uh, Sancho in terms of age profile and Havertz, obviously, age profile, um, kind of the gem of a player he can become at what seemingly looks like about four different uh, positions on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but no, um, I feel like we, we've covered a lot of uh, the Liverpool week in review. Uh, I just want, yeah. to thank, want to thank all the guys for joining me this week. Big thanks to Ellis, Mark and Harold. Um, as always, be sure to keep in, keep in contact with the, uh, with the conversation with using the hashtag TouchlineFracas. Um, be sure to at us at, at Fracas in terms of any banter, talking points or statistics. We do love a good statistic at Carpe and Fracas, so you know, keep those yes, coming in. Uh, but for everyone here uh, if you made to the end of the podcast thank you for listening uh, be sure to give us a good rating on iTunes or Spotify and yes sir yes sir and hopefully we will be tuning in next week to celebrate a victory over Man City so from all of us here we'll see you next week Just in time for the holidays, fill your home and your season for less at homedepot.com. With up to 40% off a wide assortment of select bedding and bath linens, update your bed or bath online right from the comfort of your own cozy couch. Even get free delivery and flexible returns. How's that for holiday cheer? Up to 40% off holiday home decor improved from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Online only. Free delivery on select items $45 or more. Visit homedepot.com for more information. Podcast Network.